the Buffalo Bills bounce back with a commanding win over the New York Jets, 32-6. And the Sabres go 1-2 since we last talked, so we'll run through their week. All with the usual hot takes and more, this is the Buffalonian Podcast. Alright, let's go. are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Callie. As always, to my right, I'm joined by none other than... I like that wrinkle. Yeah, Dom. Well, it's got to switch it up a little bit, you know. But, Dom, it's a much better start to this week's edition than it was last week's. Um, after Denver, the Denver Broncos roll into town and take the Bills with the 12th man on the field, they take them down. The, Bill, the Jets roll into town in a game before... Before the game, being quoted as a tough matchup for the Bills, seeing that it's offensive coordinators Joe Brady's first first match, first matchup against a team. Um, it is also the second highest, one of the top two ranked highest defenses in the league. So that coming in was not necessarily the uh, the, the the best the best way to go about the best way to think. Right after a big change, they make like leaving Dorsey behind, of course. The team that beat you in week one in that horrible, horrible game is coming into town with very, very good defense. So you didn't really know what to think. We alluded to it on betting on the Bills. Uh, we didn't really, I, I guess, what our score predictions were relatively low, were they not? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember back. We normally don't reference it because well, we forget. You but... had 38-14. Oh, we did? You did. Oh, I did. That's right. Yeah. So 24-point yeah. difference. It was a 26-point difference. So I guess you're... That was close. Point differential. It wasn't twenty one fourteen. What you want? You know, I do to say though <laughs> that Dolphins Chiefs game was twenty one fourteen in Germany. Oh, I picked that. No, but they, uh, I don't know. If you, you didn't pick that score, but I don't know. Maybe you did. No, I think it was. Maybe but, I did. I but, think I went with that score. But now we got to look it up. Now. No, I, I literally just saw that as I said the twenty one fourteen joke in my head. Yeah. Um, but my I favorite. think I had twenty four thirteen. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll I, take a 26-point win. <laughs> right, against the one of the higher-ranked defenses in the NFL. Listen, though, the thing is, before we roll the highlights, because, boy, oh, boy, do we have a lot. And then we have the Dom 5 as well. Just before, it went from, oh, the Jets' defense is going to come in, and they're a really solid defense. The Bills are going to have to play well against them. To, after the Bills win 32-6, to oh, it's just the Jets. A lot of the commentary has. Have you seen that? Have you seen that switch? Yeah. I, I get it. The Jets' offense with Zach Wilson that that is oh it's just the jets the jets defense was there to play right off the bat they, they were I think getting pressure it's a situation where that is fresh. i i agree with you cuz the, their offense was so inept yeah and they kind of got i don't want to say the bills got gift wrapped at 10 points but i mean a little the, bit we talk about complimentary, complimentary football and the bills played complimentary football the first they, time in a couple and weeks execute, yeah. obviously the first time on a short field they didn't execute they only got 3 points but then the second time um, after the interception from Douglas that we'll talk about, the first one, um, they were able to execute. Yep. So, they, I mean, yeah, they got they have 10 points, but they also had 400 yards of offense. And when they got up 29-6, to six, they really didn't have a meaning after that touchdown to Shakir. Uh, I'm blanking if it was, I think it was about three minutes left in, in the third quarter. So, like, the last 18 minutes of the game was just the Bills. Running the, the Bills. Th- that's what I think is, like, hard to kind of – understand i guess looking at the if you just looked at the box score and all that it's like the bills for the last 18 minutes of that football game did not have a meaningful drop back no no they didn't like they they, they were just chilling so that's why when people go oh look at their success rate or their epa i was like well their epa was better than it was week one against the jets Mm -hmm. their success rate was a little bit lower but it didn't I mean the Bills were in command the whole game they were and they didn't and i thought the bills did a really good job with a lot of things offensively that we'll talk about. But oh, yeah. I think it was a complete performance from the Bills on all three. Well, 
Should say well, I'll give all three phases. I think we'll talk about some of the special well, team uh, stuff. Uh, listen, I, I don't j- even know. I, j- I personally I, jinx the special teams. I don't even know if attacks, I could but. say. All, I don't even know if I could really say all three. Uh, offense and defense. Special. There's certain players on special teams stood out, but there is some still um, some right. problems. With but that. we'll get into all that. I just wanted to to run that by you because that's kind of how the commentary. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to avoid how it is. I think it's frustrating, but. Listen, the Jets' defense is still really good. Yeah, there's no I mean, question about the, it. I would consider them behind the Browns as the second-best defense in the league. So mm-hmm. uh, to put up 32 on them, have 400 yards, and really just not care for the last 18 minutes of the game. I don't um, think you can ask for anything more than that at that point. can't ask for a better performance, really. Right. Speaking of, let's take a look at that performance, if we're ready, and roll the film. Let's take a look here. Starting out with some touchdowns, Josh Allen out to the right to James Cook. First touchdown of the day, we had nine points at that point. Tyler Bass was having uh, quite a quite a day. If you had him as a kicker in fantasy football, you would have had a had a decent day. But James Cook hop, hops up and jumps up with the mafia. I mean, right there, scheming players open immediately. That was a difference we saw between a Joe Brady. Not I shouldn't say a Joe Brady offense because he did not refer to it as such. He said the Buffalo Bills offense versus Ken Dorsey calling the passes. We'll see here. The pie was cut into many pieces and spread amongst the team. It was very much complimentary football in general, like you said, Dom, but on offense as well. A lot of players getting getting some catches. But let's move on to number two. Fourth and one. The Bills are going for it. Ty Johnson. Who would have thought we were saying Ty Johnson's name? Out to the right, goes down the sideline, tiptoes, stays in bounds, into the end zone. Ty Johnson. I, that's all I have to say there. Ty Johnson. Where, where, like, I, I get it. He had a rough preseason, right? He had a great game running the ball as well with the Bills in this matchup. So he's showing a lot of promise. Will playoff Lenny ever get a, an active spot on this roster? If We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Highlight number three. We're going to look. Second and five. Khalil Shakir. This is the big one. 81 yards. Dalton Kincaid goes bowling at one point. You'll see that in a minute. Shakir's running down the field. Kincaid's coming in on the outside. Boom. Causes the domino effect. Knocks him down. Shakir scores for 81 yards. Takes it to the house. You just knew. It was already 22-6 to at that point. You knew right there. The the Jets were not coming back from that. I'm sorry. They weren't. The Bills' defense was doing too much against Zach Wilson and then Tim Boyle for a little bit. So, listen. Those are the offensive scoring highlights. I've got I've got a for Dom here. Dom picked Rasul Douglas as the MVP last week. I'm betting on the Bills if he listened. So we're gonna dedicate this to him. All right. Okay. Congratulations on what an MVP pick. Roll the Rasul Douglas highlights. All right. First off, here we go. Rasul Douglas's first interception of the game. Boom. Right off of Garrett Wilson. Yanks it. Takes what is his. Says this is my ball and yanks it. Brandon Bean. I, I kind of want to throw roses at him on a stage. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of do. Like, give him his flowers for that pickup, for that trade. What Green Bay was so mad, now you see why. Here we go. Next highlight. Nice fumble recovery. That was Ty Johnson. That was Ty Johnson. I mean, I would love to see it again. So that's Ty Johnson running into the end zone. But we're going to get the fumble recovery after the Terrell. Terrell Dodson punches out a football. He's the highest... Graded linebacker for PFF, right? Yeah, that is accurate. Is it, what? The number third uh, running cornerback uh, is Douglas. Yeah, Douglas and Terrell Dotson, PFF, high high ranks. Here we go. The Douglas fumble recovery. Terrell Dotson, boom, number 25. I didn't know who that was at first. Douglas picks it up. Oh, the lateral. The lateral's coming. Micah Hyde, get ready. He's running down the field. They blow the play dead, unfortunately, because this was huge. Uh, if you watch to the end here. You will see Alan Lazard come up and hug Micah Hyde and say you wanted that ball. Uh, former teammates at Green Bay. So, you know, always exciting there. But yeah, Rasul Douglas, heads up play, tries to toss the ball for the the picks or the fumble recovery touchdown, really. So you can't ask for anything more than that out of Rasul Douglas. And finally, our final highlight. Tim Boyle to Rasul Douglas, one of the best connections in the NFL, if I do say so myself. Um, Tim Boyle throws an absolute laser to Rasul Douglas, and that just so happened to be the Jets' last offensive possession of the game. That sealed it for the Bills. 
to just run it down. Victory formation. Kyle Allen takes the field in a good, good way. Allen's not running into the blue tent like a couple weeks ago. Victory formation for the Bills. Rasul Douglas put him there. We always say the closers on defense win, right? What a trade by the front office to bring in that closer, that veteran presence in the cornerback room to fill the void of Tredavious White, again, having a season-ending injury and not being out on the field. The smile on Dom's face right now. I, w- I wish you could see it. Like this ear to ear grin. Yeah, it was a good. What do you What do you think? What do you think? I mean, that we haven't done highlights in a couple weeks. I mean, yeah, really, was, there's was... been nothing to really go off of. So this is exciting. <laughs> Felt good to get back into it. Yeah, I mean, Douglas playing like number one corner. Obviously, it's nice to have him under contract for next season as well. So, yeah, I mean, that move to trade away a third round pick, but get him in a fifth and basically lose a fourth round value is. Working out quite nicely for the Bills, and it's looking like their corner room is going to be nice for the end of the year and, um, uh, well, for the year to come at least. So that was nice. It's nice to see those offensive touchdowns. It's nice to see two touchdowns to the running backs. I think that's a big thing from Joe Brady's offense in Carolina. He really got the running backs involved. And, I mean, that was something that Dorsey, I, I just don't think, utilized quite well enough. And I think we saw it already in week one of Joe Brady. We're going to see a lot more motioning with intent uh, when the Bills motioned on a pass play the Josh went 15 for 15 with pre-snap motion so that's pretty good yeah uh, that's uh, you know it's just I think if you have time listening to Joe Brady's press conference I believe it was yesterday I think he had a really good answer to why teams motion and it's not just for the quarterback but it's for to identify stuff for the defense it helps the receivers the offensive line mm-hmm. um, keeps it fluid we saw that we saw a lot of adjustments Mm-hmm. Um, from the Bills, and then Cover One has a really good, uh, like minute and a half clip of the first third down of the game. Uh, obviously, the Bills got sacked, um, and the Jets kind of ran a play where it left the middle of the field a little bit open and had like a defensive tackle kind of spot. I don't want to say spying Josh, but kind of just standing. Yeah, the center is. Yeah, and then you saw it earlier in the, later in the game, I should say. Third and five, when they did the design run, they knew they were going to get that man coverage look where the middle, like that linebacker is going to go up the field to the, at the, there's a seam route. Yeah. And there's going to be a defensive lineman waiting there. So they just did a QB draw, had Mitch Morris actually block them the time. And <laughs> yeah. Third and five, they ran a successful play. So you saw Dawkins I think, got some action too. You showed me a video last night of him just yeah. inadvertently laying someone out. So, so. <laughs> I, I think the biggest difference is yes, this is still Ken Dorsey's offense, yep. but I thought. You saw wrinkles and details. I think the phrase of, you know, play calling is an art, not a science, is really, like... It's it's you know, accurate. Like, it's... did Dorsey... Was he a bad play caller? I would say no. Like, I think his plays for them are, are pretty solid. I mean... But the problem is his plays are really complicated. There's not, like... I think the perfect way to explain it is that he has a lot of options mm-hmm. where, like, if you threw man, we have a beater for that. And the same play, if you threw zone, we have a beater for that. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, like, that takes everyone executing at a 10 and knowing what is going on. Yeah, like, actually bumps it up to like, about a 15 at Like, if point. you don't yeah. know, oh, mm-hmm. if you're if one player is confused, if it's zone or man, like, that throws off the, the, throws out the, the timing. the And that's where I think some of the execution problems happen. Where if you use pre-stamp motion like like Brady was doing, you were able to identify what the defense is is in and gives you the you know the ability to know where to go with the football. And I think right. you saw that, and you see um, him too, right? Just the vibe he's giving off, definitely getting that exciting. Vibes, vibes, yeah. The vibes are coming back, and he's going to be a source of that. You, I mean, you heard it on the field, Josh Allen. I feel like I'm fucking back, right? Like he's like he's he's back. Josh yeah. Allen's back, and I just I like how. They had very good on the ground. They didn't abandon the run, yep. even when there was moments like the first drive of the third quarter. They lost a lot of yards on the ground, a lot mm-hmm. of negative plays. They didn't abandon the run. The next drive, they kept pounding the rock. They used the running backs in the pass game, which is what we wanted them to do for the longest time. Well, you drafted a pass catching running Kincaid. back, James Cook. They didn't. It's they didn't rely on Diggs or Davis who had 27 combined yards. They relied on other people to make plays. And I think that's really exciting mm-hmm. is that. And they did. Is that they did. And then the, it was able to spread the ball around and now it's going to open more stuff up for Diggs later. 
Uh, obviously, this is a tough game as well. But uh, I think we're are we ready for the down five. I am more than ready. I mean, we were watching Monday Night Football last night. That was a great game. Uh, and you were talking about it. You sent it to everyone else in the room but me to see. So I'm, I've been waiting for it. So right, I just well, feel like I'm on the still, outside looking you're in. You're still in my line a little bit on the first one, but that's okay. Going to the number one. Oh. Josh is fucking back, man. He's back. <laughs> you know what Josh is? Josh is like, this is what's going to happen. I can call it right now. Josh is like Voldemort. Oh, God. In Harry Potter. You did, right now, you did preface right, you were going right, to right mention now, Voldemort. It's 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 right at the goblet of fire. Only a few people believe he's really back. You know, himself, <laughs> Harry Potter, Dumbledore, but the Ministry of Magic at for all the Potterhead fans know what I'm talking about, don't really believe he's back. They think it's a hoax or whatever. I wish I watched Harry I'm Potter. I'm saying this right now. You need to watch the fourth and the fifth one. Okay. At the end of the fifth one, I'm gonna spoil <laughs> a little bit of the ending. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Skip ten seconds. <laughs> the, they're fighting in the Ministry of Magic. The minister and like all the people coming for their work day, they see Voldemort and the guy, the the head of the ministry or whatever, goes, "He's back, he's back." That's what's gonna happen after next week when Josh has four hundred yards and five touchdowns. I got you. Everyone, aren't you not supposed to say his name? Like that's the one thing I, I don't. Do I'm not uh, Voldemort. Hey, did to come kill us? But um, the the believers believe he's back. You know, us fans and everyone. Believers. But the haters are still on the fence. The haters will see after next week. It's 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 for the Potterheads. It's right now the Goblet of Fire. It's after next next one's gonna be the Order of the Phoenix. We will not talk about what happens at the end of the series to Voldemort. Um <clears throat> he dies. Um so Probably that, that won't happen. But um yeah, Josh is I wanted to say this though. And I, I, I found this funny and I think you might have a good laugh, the producer have a good laugh. Josh Allen's QBR. And Sunday was 46.2. Tim Boyles, 50.2. That's wild. I don't understand how that works. I'm sorry. Allen threw Alan, one pick and it was Alan a Allen went 20 of 32, 275, three tuds, the one in on the Hail Mary, ran for 15 yards. Well, I know he wasn't super efficient on the ground. Like, he had a couple, not, not. Yeah, but they actually used the running back. But they got first that. down that one. The, then the half was bad. That was the one bad thing. But Tim Boyle went 7 of 14, 33 yards, and an int. And somehow had a better QBR. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I actually think... I'm, I'm going to look something now. That's why a lot of people don't even consider I QBR make, to be, like, a rank... Like, they don't that's even why I don't under, I don't. That's where, like, I just don't understand whether you're coming up with that. that, that stat. The passer rating was 108 point something. I know that. But that's that. why I just don't... Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lower passer rating than the punter. <laughs> he did. Oh, that fake punt. That was wild. Josh's, yeah. Josh's, Josh's QBR in week one. When he went 29-41, 236, one touchdown, three picks, five sacks. He only had one sack on Saturday. 46.5. I'm sorry. 46.7. Like, how does that make... I'm sorry. That just does not make... I mean, I'm, I'm one for the numbers and, like, analytics and all that, but, like, that don't make any sense. It's the same It's the same thing when we realized that Josh never had a perfect pass rating and that the, the playoff game was, like, a 157.7 against the Pats. Like... Bruh. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Okay, that's I'm sorry. That was my rant. That's no, my that's fine. That's random fine. Voldemort, stat. everything. I, yeah. Voldemort, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'm not the hugest Potterhead, I swear to God. Like I don't I, I do you can attest to me. I don't mention Harry Potter. No, like, no. Oh. I this, I think this is the first time yeah. you in conversation with me have ever mentioned Harry Potter. Yeah. So I mean I've never <laughs> seen the movies, so I've seen the first one, I think, actually. Yeah, the first one, that's it. The philosopher's stone. Okay, I gotta stop. Okay. Uh number two. <laughs> sorry. Uh Experience the Brady effect. Now, I don't know if I want, I like the saying the Brady effect because it sounds like we're talking about Thomas Brady. Oh, that, that's not the case. Listen, um, we were owned but, by a Brady but, for but, years. So now the Brady's know, are going to own the I rest. don't know if we're going to do like the JB effect because it's Joe Brady or the J Brady effect. I do think there may need to be like we got to distinguish some it kind from, of distinguisher. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, but the vibes, man, the vibes. I think that's again that's the biggest thing for me is that I just think the vibes are higher with Brady, and it's not. I'm not trash and Dorsey, like, but it just seemed like the vibes were low. It seemed like they were really methodical. Yeah. And it seems like Brady, they're a little bit more creative, a little bit more, hey, let's get everyone involved in the play calling. Uh, it's not be, it doesn't seem like they're as rigid and they're getting more people involved. And I it know it's like they had a, fun playing it, football it's again. Only week one, as you said, I, they look like they have fun. It's only week one, so I shouldn't say it's week one, but it's week one of this experience. It's week one of the Brady so, experience. So, of course, when it, Come when that performance happens, it's going to be really high, and there's about to be some lows. But 
I'm excited for what I saw, and it, it was a different team that took the field on Sunday than a te- the team that took the field on Monday. And I think, that, I think that's the exciting thing. Uh, and I thought the play calling was pretty much pretty good for the most part. Then the end of half was a little weird. That got goofy. Um, yeah, a, I agree with that. But other than that, really solid day. But on to number three. Douglas is the man. Yeah. We, he's just the man. He, he's he, the man. He is, he is the man. Uh, what a great, great trade. Seriously. What a great trade. I mean, there's a situation where the Bills had the weakness and they went and got got the weakness kind of filled up. And obviously it's unfortunate what happened a little bit with the secondary of the injuries of Taryn getting con- have a concussion, Dane having a concussion, what the scary scene of Taylor Rapp. But um, having a guy like Benford and Douglas now is – your outside corners, I feel really good about. I thought Cam Lewis actually played really strong. He uh, actually did, yeah. Um, so that was kind of like, okay, like, it's always been like, I mean, he's not better than Terrence Johnson. Well, not, after, not, after he I'm caught not, the ball I'm from Justin make, Jefferson, I feel like he kind of was like, all right, we got we to gotta. Once they realize he's not a safety. Yeah. Um, he's more of a nickel corner. Yes. I feel a lot better if Terrence Johnson has to miss time because Cam Lewis is the backup. But no offense to Saran Neal. Saran Neal's a good special teamer. He made a yeah. special teams act. Right. Special teams uh, is different. But, but, yeah. but it's a little bit different being out there defensively. So I thought Cam Lewis looked good uh, coming in there and – yeah, I, I really like how the secondary kind of played, and hopefully they're able to continue that momentum. Hyde and Poirier look good, um, so hopefully they continue that momentum. But on to number four. Need to win two of the next three. I like that photo. Yeah. Um, After last I, night. It's a situation <laughs> where the Bills, obviously, you would have liked for them to have a little bit more leeway than this, but they got to find a way to win two of the next three games because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you want to put all the pressure on going 3-0 down the stretch against the Chargers, Patriots, or or Dolphins, if you could go two and one here, two and one in the next three, go four and two. I think ten will pretty much get you in as long as nothing crazy happens. Yes. Well, um, here's gonna be here's the thing. Tony Romo was mentioning at nauseum during the broadcast. Most of the Bills' losses are in conference losses. Like that's the that is the scary thing, right? You need to win the game against the Chiefs. You need to win the AFC games. Yeah, the NFC games too, for record sake. Absolutely, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need to. Emphasize the AFC matchups. Well, wins I mean, every game, that's just what's going to have to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think every game. Um, um, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, obviously, as fans, we we emphasize them a little bit more. But like, right. I, I guess the team would. But I understand. What you're reasons. I understand what you're saying. Yes, mm-hmm. the most important game of the next three games is going to be the game in Arrowhead. Absolutely, yes. but yeah, they, they got, can be beaten in Arrowhead. We saw that last night. Like, it would be nice for them to win two or three, so they get in a situation where they could take out the. Um, Chargers and Pats, especially how the Chargers are playing, uh, get to 10 before the Miami game and kind of see where they have to go and kind of have that. I th- if they could win two of the next three, I think they kind of control their own destiny. Yeah, the Chargers, the I mean, that, that team literally needs to be just dumped in gasoline and th- a match thrown at it with Brandon Staley at the helm. That's basically what he's effectively doing, coaching that team, but uh, besides the point. Yep, besides but, the point. Yeah, yeah. Number five? Free Herbert. Um, yeah, free Herbert. Uh, number five, <laughs> yes. Yeah, <sorry>, <laughs> Uh, Davis is the fourth option. Yes. Listen, I don't think this is a knock on Davis. I think Davis actually does a lot for the offense still, um, with the fact of his blocking is really good from the wide receiver position. I think his element of being out there, uh, the deep threat. Um, Sorry, Grape Davis is killing me. That picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the element of him out there does open up other people underneath, but I just, I, I mean, if you have him in fantasy, like, I just don't think you could be starting him. Um, don't draft him next year either. Well, well, Mel matters what team he goes to. I just don't think he's going to, I think this is his last season in Buffalo, and not like he's a bad player. I think Gabe Davis is a solid player, but Diggs, Kincaid, honestly, there's some wild Kincaid numbers. Uh, Kincaid's the first rookie since 1970 to have five, rookie tight end, I should say, to have five catches in five straight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, only Dustin Keller has had four straight. Wow. Um, so, and if you look at the numbers, I think the last, ever since Knox got injured, maybe, mm-hmm. or three games. Yeah, it's four games because it's Jet Knox. Yeah. Um, uh, Kincaid actually has more yards than Diggs, I want to say, and I think he might have more catches as well. So, he's He led, so, he, and out of the last few games, he's actually led the receiving like twice. Like, like out of, I think he led them this week two with five. I know, obviously, Shakir led yardage, but... Uh, Kincaid sorry, led receptions. I apologize. He had yeah. six catches. Shakir had three for um, one fifteen, and he had yes, six for forty six. Forty six. Yeah. So would always like to get those yards, maybe a little bit. Caught six to seven balls. Um. So yeah, I mean, 
Kit Diggs, Kincaid, I think you're seeing Shakir, and I think the actually you could make a case he's the fifth option because the running backs are probably up there, and then Davis, and whenever Knox comes back, obviously uh, it doesn't seem like they're gonna have Knox this week. Um, all the medical people are saying that he had maybe more a little bit more significant surgery than people thought, so it's probably what makes sense for them. You know, he sat out what four weeks now, and now he's probably gonna sit out two more because he's gonna miss this game and um, the bye. So I mean, yeah. that makes I mean. That, that's cool with me. Uh, well, yeah, the, one game till the, the bye. With the way Kincaid's been performing and the way that having Morris back as the blocking tight end, I, I'm okay with. I think they're okay with not having Knox uh, for this game. But yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree. Kincaid's Kincaid's really showing out. Um, Dalton. Yeah, Dalton from Roadhouse. That should be his Halloween costume next year. Patrick Swayze. Have you seen that movie? Nope. That's a good one. I, I'll watch Harry Potter. You got to watch that, right? I don't know. Yeah, hey, I watch a two-hour <laughs> movie. You could watch a. Fifteen hour series. That's yeah. cool with me. Yeah, all that's right. A, that's an equal trade off. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you offered it. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll hold up. Um, <laughs> no. At the end of the day, the Bills really did take a great step in the right direction. Joe Brady in his first game showed a lot of promise. Yes, going into the half, uh, that <laughs> that drive was a little confusing at times. What they were trying to do, they ended up just throwing the hail mary. I thought they were going to go field goal, honestly, but uh, I. That's besides the point. Most just, just couldn't get that chunk played again to yeah. field goal range, but um, yeah, I think the offense played real against a really good defense. Played really good. I think the defense, and that's what can't be lost. I like we've said, yeah, it's the Jets. Sorry. The defense, like you said, behind the, the Browns is the second best defense in the NFL yeah, statistically. The, the matchup, yeah. yeah. And then I think if you look at it defensively, I know they're playing the Jets as well, but they did a really good job limiting Brees Hall. Obviously, he like he got a little open in the receiving game, but ten for twenty three on the ground. I think they did a really good job uh, stopping the ground game. Yeah, it took the Jets. They took Garrett their Wilson. Out. They took Garrett Wilson out of the game two for nine, and he had yeah. that fumble as well. And obviously, the interception when he was targeted as well. So right, I think it might have been two interceptions. I don't know who they were targeting on the second interception, but I don't think it was him. But um, yeah, they did a really good job. The Bills' defense did a really good. job. I know it's the Jets, but they did a really good job making them, as we said, go. You had to go down the field. And they were only able to do it once, and that one time they did it is because, as we're going to talk about now, special teams. I mean, special teams just <laughs> continues to bite this team in the actual actual buttocks. I'm going to go find the text um, I sent you. Um, <laughs> other than the fact of, listen, Gilliam, my man, the coverage, I always say this, the coverage for the Bills really has never been a massive issue. It was a little bit of a problem last game against Denver. I think they gave that one big punt return that Reed Ferguson had that nice tackle on. Obviously, they gave up that touchdown to... Xavier Gibson, but really, for the most part, like, kickoff coverage and punt cover, like, they've mostly been, the coverage units have been pretty good. It's the fact of the lack of really a return game other than that Damian Harris return that we talk about is is puzzling. Um, Bass was good, four field goals, had made some tough ones, 48 yards, I think he made a 50-yarder as well, yeah. but missed the PAT. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sam Martin, man. I texted at 5.27 p.m. I know it is 100% my fault. 5.27 p.m. to Dom. There's Sam Martin inside the 10, baby. That would be his only punt inside the 10. <laughs> yeah, it's actually punts are line drive 40-yarders. Like, yeah. It's, it's actually – I jinxed it. I'll, I'll take the blame for that. I'll take so I will say this. Cardi, I think, four 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 punt returns, 35 yards. I think he had a really nice day as a punt returner, to be honest. He had a 15-yard return. Um, he was really solid. Um, yeah, three punts for 104 yards. His longest punt was 39 yards. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you are an NFL punter, and you're averaging 35 yards. I didn't understand the first punt. The first punt, I think, was a 34 punt. But he was the, he landed it inside the 10 because they were close. They were just out of field goal range. You know what I'm saying? I mean, his net punting was 34.7. That's awful. That's horrendous. Yeah. That's actually... Now, again, taking the first punt aside, it's still going to be low. I mean that that's it's pathetic. It's it's truly pathetic. I mean his, his punting him him or Matt Hawk. I mean his punting has been awful, <laughs> awful the last. It couple has weeks. not. After that Let, one stellar way. game he let's had, that way. was let's, it. Let's put it this way: he had a thirty-four point seven net last game against Denver. He had three punts for forty-four point seven that got returned twice for forty-four yards. So I told you that was the bad, two bad punt returns. Net of thirty yards. His punt average net against Cincinnati, 38.7. His punting against Tampa Bay, 45. That gets a little skewed. It should have been better because he got that touchback. So that w- that was his really good game. His punt net 
against the Patriots. Had a 55-yard punt, gave up a 25-yard return for 30. I mean... Has not been good. Has not been good. I mean, just as simply... After, he had one stellar game where everything was inside the five, pretty much. And then from that point forward, it has been... We Remember, we used to praise special teams. On his average point. net so far is 38.3. Yeah. That's just not going to... That's not cutting it. No. That's not cutting it. You got to get that... We got to get back to the point where the Bills don't punt for like eight games straight. Like that that's where we <laughs> then we don't even have to worry about it at all. That's that's I mean, where you have to get back to. It's just frustrating because he's consistent. He was really consistent last year, but like I don't know, man. This series has been off really bad. Yeah. Um and you got to get better. I mean, you got to get better. I mean, the leading in that is AJ Cole with 47.1. Sam Martin right now, sec- it's 31st in the NFL. And that, I, I, the only punter that's worst is Trenton Gill of Chicago with a net of 36.6. His net of 38.3 is the second worst in the entire National Football League. That's rough. I mean, I that, that is pathetic. I didn't bad. know that. Yeah. That's pathetic. <laughs> and usually the average. Where's the statistician when we need him? Come the on. average is about 42, so he's four yards off the average. Like, it's awful, and that's not even. I mean, that is more important than his than actual punting distance in my mind, because like you could punt it a mile, but if you give up big returns because you outpunt, you know, you touchback. Yeah, his forty four point eight ranks thirtieth in the NFL. That is horrible. I mean, oh my god, that is horrible. I didn't realize how bad these. No, were. I didn't either. Oh my god, I think we need to stop looking into it because it's just gonna ruin ruin the vibes for this this episode right now. Oh Our my producer's god. already got back problems. He's laying down back there right now. We don't need the vibes to get any worse. Come on. Oh Actually, god. they are going to get worse because we're going to talk about the Sabers. So, God, this is making me feel like awful. He's also giving up a touch. I mean, jeez, I got. I'm excited. Stop! I'm stop! Excited stop going down the rabbit hole. That's that was bad. That's but it. That, <laughs> I, that was worse than I thought. Oh my god! Yeah. Good thing you don't have him for fantasy football if you have punters in your league. My god. Yeah. Imagine Ooh, coaches. Man. Okay, but back where we were, for some positive notes. I mean, just overall, I, before we go into the Sabers, I think this is a bounce back performance that need to happen. A must win as a must win week game loving game can be for you and yeah this is what the Denver Broncos game must win should have should have been you should yeah won. but we're gonna we're gonna see what this team is made of next week right and uh, like Allen said right he mentioned two years ago it's twenty twenty one they needed that game that Tampa Bay game to get them yeah they didn't win it but the team went out there and took it to, took it to the end you know what I'm saying yes sir you, you need that oh we can we can still do this and he even said it. How do you are you still confident? Yes. Why? Because our guy, we've done it before. Like that's what you need. The energy's back. You need to just keep continuing to do what you need to do. Joe Brady, I hope he stays on this track. You know, there's going to be lulls. There's going to be growing pains. Absolutely, we thought that's what Ken Dorsey. That's what had. that's what the end of the first half and some play calling. Right. You exactly. Know. You're going to see but, some of that, but he's going to just grow into the role. And if he continues to keep the vibes, keep him high, please. So so is is this um I is, think is this up is this episode is going to be called like Star Wars Return of the Vibes yeah the Return of the Vibes episode episode whatever Return of the Vibes episode yeah. six Return well I, we got what it. episode are we we're on like hundred twenty something so episode one twenty six the Return of the Vibes yeah <laughs> or return or or you do Roman return, return of the V and do the double like bullet points uh the double uh, period points for, so it may think that we're saying Voldemort no 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 we're not we're not jeez <laughs> Voldemort just keeps making his way into this episode here we go we're going to the Sabers where he should actually make his way into the episode uh listen last last week last week. We were so excited. Oh my god! Tuesday of last week, doing the pod, Ugh, the Bills lost on Monday night to the Denver Broncos. If what if the Sabers pull out the victory against the Boston Bruins? That would be fantastic. Did not happen. I got a cheap plastic thousandth stick for. Oh, uh, yeah, that's in my car, game. by the way. Yeah, I got to grab that. You left it. <laughs> I left it. Uh, that was pathetic. Pathetic. We left. The fact that. Victor Olofsson scored the only two goals. Made it worse. Made it way worse. He scored one when we left. In the car ride on the way home. Oh, the Sabres got two goals, but they lost, what, 5-2? 5-2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who scored the next one? Victor Olofsson. He scored both goals. Why are we letting that happen? Where's the rest of the team? 
And then Tage Thompson first goes off with a lower body leg injury. Well, it doesn't help five minutes in the game. They get up two goals and Tage originally got injured. Yes, the original injury. And then he comes back out there. We're sitting right behind the net. They're shooting on. And we see him take one of the wrist. And then he goes back off. And we're like, well, he's throwing a stick. He's all pissed off. Something's wrong. And then he's out for an extended period of time for about a month. They went one and two. They won against the horrible Blackhawks three to two. And was not overly impressive. No, that was a close one. Um, they deserved to beat the Jets, though. They got goalied by Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's it's incredibly frustrating. Um, I feel like they've regressed a little so bit. So through they're at through eighteen games. I saw the stat through seventeen games. They were seven and ten last year. So they were seven nine one. Obviously, then they get the win on Sunday to go to eight nine one. Yeah. A rare Bill Sabers dub. Yeah, I'm both on the same day. The vibes were back. The vibes return maybe for both of them? I don't know. Um, I don't know about the Sabres. we got to see them beat more than the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, it seems that Levi's going to get the net tomorrow yeah. uh, against Washington. I remember I it. think we were at the game the other day, and Dom, you look at me, you're like, does he get time in Rochester? <laughs> so, <laughs> you were like, for me, it's a situation of he's not playing well enough. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, I mean, listen, man, I guess you just got to own, like, your takes and, like, you got to be realistic. UPL has been the best goalie on the team. Yes. And he's, I think he has like a 913, 910 save percentage. I think he's like break even and expect a goal. So he's literally been the definition of average, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels kind of like it should be his net. And like Camry has been good enough. I mean, Levi, in his starts, he's only had two good starts where he's been plus in the expected goals. Yeah. Given up. One was like a. Point five. The other one was like a three, which he stole a game. So he did steal a game. Uh, so he's, but he was awful. I mean, he was awful, awful, awful on Tuesday. Um, and it kind of gets in a situation where I again, like, I'm trying not to bring up the off season, but like, they, I don't know, they, man. For I don't think to, they did for, enough for them to like expect Levi was just going. I just think that was wishful thinking. Um, but this is this is. I guess they. I mean, maybe they're just gonna have him hold out. Um, I mean, I guess you had to expect him to struggle, hit, hit that goalie wall at some point, but mm-hmm. I just... He had a seven-game sample size I, last I, year. I think for me it comes down to the fact of it's performance and opportunity. He's not performing well enough, so I don't think he should be getting that many more opportunities. Like, I, I don't think he should be getting... you gotta give, you got to put your team in the best position the, to win the, games. This is what I'm saying, is that he's not performing well enough, and I also think he needs opportunities. But if you're not performing well enough, you're not going to get opportunities. And the place to get opportunities, even if you might struggle a little bit, is Rochester. Mm-hmm. Which is why, I like, if he if someone said, oh, he gets sent down after the next game if he struggles, I'm not going to, like, throw a hissy fit. No, I, you would, they're doing it for developmental reasons. So like, you can't so, be mad Some of it, it needs to be development and some of it needs to be team success. Like, yeah. does he give them the best chance to win? Honestly, you could probably say not right now. Is I just, this the best for his development? <laughs> probably not. So, like, it's a double I, negative at this point. I just can't believe... After an offseason of talking about goaltending, at that point, we'd be rolling back with Comrie and Lucanen. I like, mean, what did you... I mean... I mean, yeah, what did I expect? I should say what but, like... It's just like... It's like... It's a joke. You're it's, right. It's like, what? Like, we were, I get it. Levi was very exciting at the end of last season. The prospect of him turning out was huge. He's 21 years old. Like, we got to be realistic at some point. Never right? played I mean, an NHL... Never played a professional hockey league schedule. No, like, he came right out of college. Like So, I just think it was... It was a little bit wishful thinking, and I don't know, man. I didn't think that was a poor move. Um, Ryan Johnson, though, looks legit. He does. Very legit. I, I think Very Ryan legit. Johnson. It's almost like he was NHL ready a while ago, right? <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> I think honestly, maybe the most underrated signing of the offseason was Ryan Johnson. Like, their best signing, which is funny to say. Yeah. The prospect. But yeah. may have been Ryan Johnson because he's playing really well. Uh, he's forcing them to go to 11-7 because they refused to scratch Eric Johnson. That's a whole other debate that I'm just not going to get into. No. Uh, he scored the game-winning goal against Chicago, so that earned They're another. T- uh, that, that equals ten more games. That's, um, that was the middle. Stat, <laughs> that was the middle stat factor. Middle stat did something good. Back when middle stat turned around. He did. He did. Back when middle stat was just a barn burner. He was. The, he was the secondary more. power play assist. Ding. There's another five games. In middle stat. That's how it Love used you, to be. Casey. Oh but, um, God. But um. No, Ryan Johnson looks really well. He's playing up Darlene. I think he's playing big minutes. 
I think you can make the case that he's their third best defenseman right now behind Power and Darlene. I think he's played better than Samuelson. Yoki, I think so, Yoki too. actually played pretty well. I, I'm not going to give him some props. He's, he's, I haven't really yelled his name too much at the TV. Um, but, yeah, Ryan Johnson uh, is just a guy that had the up, gave that guy gave an opportunity through injury and obviously the Clifton suspension as well. And good for him, man. I think, I think he's playing really well. And it's kind I, of funny. I think it's, he's it's kind of owning that spot. But I, think kind that of fun- I, I would hate to see him get taken out of it. It's really funny would. to kind of think how, like, we were kind of like, oh, who cares if he signs or whatever. And, like, now that he signed, it's like, dang, they actually did desperately need him to sign. Yeah. Like, it was a little bit more of a desperate situation than I think everyone originally thought. Yeah. Um, but he's good. I mean, he, he does a lot of smart things, moves the puck, really good skater, skates his way Physical, out of too. Physical. He likes, yeah. to, he likes to get chippy. He's I really, love that. He's really solid. Yeah. Um, Benson looked really good on Sunday. He, I, I he did. think he's gonna stay, man. I think, but well, you know, hopefully, I mean, listen, if they gave Savoy four minutes, so I, I don't know. I, I think yeah, that's, that's a little ridiculous, bogus, but, but um, <laughs> no, I think Benson's kind of here to stay. I think he kind of has, obviously, is very raw, but I think his like his game obviously needs to hone it down a little bit with the stick infraction penalties, like the hooking and slashing. But like he's he's a dog. Listen, he's out there for the game. He's a dog, he's, but I think he's, he's gonna stay. Chad. This is what I think this is the most important conversation we could have this week. Um, the Owen Power discussion. I've been seeing this circulate a little bit. Uh, even, s- even Scoring on himself again? Even my father had a comment of about how he doesn't like how he's playing this year. I, I think we focus too much on the micro mm-hmm. and not enough on the macro. Right. Economics terms. Economic term. <laughs> you focusing too much on a singular play, mm-hmm. and not enough on the overall player. And it's thinking this, a little bit too much. But, but but no, I don't think it's that. I think well, one is this. One is that he's six six, mm-hmm. and people want him to play like Chris Pronger or play some like physical defense. And that's not his game. Right. This is why I get frustrated with people like keep opening up. And be like, oh, I just wanted to be more physical and all that stuff. Tage Thompson. Six foot seven. You know who made him a power forward and said, screw it, he has skill, but we're going to make him a power guy? Ralph Kruger. Yeah, the, the soccer coach. All these fans, all these people saying, oh, we need own power to develop and be more physical. You are Ralph Kruger. Mm-hmm. Do not sit up here and tell me, oh, I hate Ralph Kruger. And then you just, you, that is a similar philosophy for what happened to Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson, I've, you just look at his height, look at his weight, look at how he's built and go, this is what he's going to be. Instead of, no, dude, this dude's a skillful offensive forward. He was now developed in a nice defense player. Now he's injured, unfortunately. But he's not a power guy. That's not his game. No. Owen Power's game is not just throw the body around. I'm sorry. No. That's never his game. Even though it's his last name, he, he's not the power he, guy. He, his game relies on his insane hockey senses, his IQ, his skating, his feel for the game. And you see it. This is what I'm talking about ma- macro. Look at the macro of Owen Power. His ability to, when he's on the ice... Look how easy it is for the Bill. I had a streak too. I you, need, I, you know, I need to have. You know how like they have those quarters, the jars, and the everything? jars. Yeah. I, I desperately think we actually need to have one of those for any time I say that. Okay. Because I say it so. Are you tallying it right now? Is that is that what you're doing? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I do it. <laughs> he's writing. He's writing it. Saber, saber, saber. Four hundred times in his phone. I'm writing sure, it down. Make sure he's got it. But no, you're um, right. The macro of own power, he's not that power oh my gosh, guy. Darius Leonard got released by the Colts. Is that true? Right now? Is that is that? I don't want to report in case it was false. It's not <laughs> oh my god, he did. <laughs> We're Holy scared cow. of false news. That's insane. Wow. He's an all-pro linebacker. I mean, he's not the guy he once was because of injury, but depth piece for Buffalo. I don't know. That was. That's I'm, kind of. No, too much money. Too much money. I mean, he's that's that's insane. I I'm sorry, I'm like completely blanking my thoughts now um, from that. But I think we focus a lot on game by game instead of not game by game. It's it's in for a guy that plays as much ice time, right, as Owen Power. And Owen Power plays a lot of ice time. He does. He's he's won the Hogs. Him and Darlene play a lot. You're bound to have some stupid crap happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, yes, what I like him to tie the guy. I think also the situation also happens, too, is it's a little bit like goalies and quarterback, to me, are a little bit the same. In the fact of when an interception happens or a goal against happens, we usually try and find a way to blame other players other than 
those positions. Yeah. That's usually that's usually always the case. I mean, that's just natural kind of way of thinking. So like when Devin Levi gave up that 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 goal to Boston, the the first goal of the game, I'm trying to look up to make sure it's right. Yeah, the rebound goal. I think everyone's initial reaction was, oh, that's a terrible job by Power Tango's guy. Yeah, it's just Power of Tango's guy, sure. It the, that goal is on Devin Levi because that was a poor rebound. That's a shot that should not have carried that rebound quality. You'd like your defenseman to make a play, but it's mostly on the goaltender. That's not on, you know, Owen Power. Right. So I think that's my frustration. And my frustration really lies on this. If you look at all of the stats with Owen Power, expected goals for, goals for per 60, goals against, high danger chances, Corsi, like all the stats will tell you among Sabres defensemen, he is top three in all of them and actually is leading the team in the majority of stats. Mm-hmm. A majority of those stats. When they're on the ice, they, I, I believe I read this right. I might have the numbers mixed up. I don't have them directly in front of me. The Sabres have scored 20 goals and it's given up 16 goals on five and five. When Owen Power is not on the ice, mm-hmm. the Sabres have scored 19 goals and have given up 23 goals. Or something like that kind of. Like, yeah. They are a better team with, with him Owen on the Power ice. and 5 5. And too many people talk about, oh, okay, I'm not going to admit, lie. Like that Winnipeg play where he screened his own goalie, that was a brain dead play. Yep. Like we can call him out for his individual play. We don't have to be like, oh, you know what needs to happen? He needs to be benched. It's like, no, dude, because if you freaking bench him, that means you're not, you're deliberately not playing. One of your best two defensemen. You're not giving arguably, your team the best chance to Arguably win. your de- best defenseman. And you're in a one-goal game. And you're really going to tell me we're not going to play on power and we're going to see Eric Johnson take two more shifts? Yeah, no. Like, really? Don't, don't like, sign me up for that. Like, that's, ridic- that's one of the most ridiculous things I've heard. I just, I just like the Owen Power discourse is way too much. And I'm going to call it a producer's favorite. It's like the Sam Reinhardt stuff, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's the first overall pick. Owen Power for being 6'6", having amazing hair lettuce. His game style is not sexy. And people want sexy with the first overall pick. That, that's do. truly what it is. They do. People want him to hit dudes. They want, like, they did, want, we, did they we, want. we not go through this with Darlene like a couple years ago? Yeah. And I admit, I was on the, I don't know about Darlene, man. I don't know, like, we had to wait for a full year of him. Because uh, what Ralph Kruger did. Them like was just like oh my god like I don't the know. whole team was just Krugered but like, at that point yeah didn't we just t- the go through this of our franchise defense our now franchise is gonna be future captain defenseman of like hey man like these plays are just really bad like sometimes it's like oh no we're not looking at his overall impact like when I Owen Power may not be scoring goals may not be scoring points mm-hmm. but look at his impacts on five on five look how yes is he the best defensive defenseman no. But how does he manage that is that he doesn't spend a lot of time in his defensive zone, and he's really good at exiting his defensive zone. So when he gets the puck, he's really good at getting it up by. Look how many times that the the Sabres fly through the neutral zone yep. with Owen Power on the ice. And look how look how hard it is when it's Clifton and Johnson. Like That is what I'm talking about. And look, look how much possession they have with Owen Power in the offensive zone, how he doesn't make... The back-breaking turnover in the offense zone, how he makes the smart plays in the offense zone. Yep. Uh, the, the plays that aren't going to go on the scoreboard, aren't going to be cool. I'm 95% sure. Now I have to look this up. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be wrong. But um, actually, it might have been Darlene. I might be wrong. Was Darlene the one that made the cool pass to Skinner? I was. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Darlene's coming around too. Like, it is nice having two dogs. But when you have guys that play 25 minutes or 23 minutes, like, there is bound to be every time a couple of plays a game, they're bad. Like, you play 23 minutes. There's bound every Even if you have a great game, you're bound to have a couple of plays that are bad. It's just yeah. unfortunate when those those plays happen to go in the back of the net. Yeah, that, right. It and could, that's, that's where, like... Don't no be talking as much about it if they didn't result. If and it it's didn't unfortunate. Result it's really unfortunate, mm-hmm. but it's... It's macro versus micro of power. It's, oh, he doesn't play the style I want him to play. It's like, no, dude, it's not that player. It's like the couch coordinators. You and it's like, I mean? dude, like, no. That's, that's where you're Yes, this dude was point. the first overall pick, but this dude is a top-pair defenseman. This dude is a top-pair defenseman. Sorry he's not slugging people around like yeah. at that point. Like, Sorry he's not you know. hitting everything that moves and is like, like, this dude has been the best defenseman overall on the team. He gives your team the best chance to win. The way he plays. Yeah, there are some boneheaded, dumb mistakes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending them. He's not an elite defensive defenseman, which no. is fine. Like, like, that's what I'm getting at, man. It's like, 
I don't know. It, it, right, but just take him for what he is because what he is is working in helping the team. Yeah, he's kind of having a, a little more of a down year. He still has nine points in 18 yeah. games. And honestly, this is where points get overrated is Darlene has 15, but Darlene has five points on the power play. Cousin, I mean, power only has one, so that's, what, a four-point difference? And mm-hmm. six, like, he has two more points on five on five, and I, I think, again, this is what I'm just, I'm just, I get really frustrated when people go, what needs to happen is they need to bench him. It's like, no, dude, he's averaging 22-42 a game on ice. That's second on your team behind Raz and Stalin. Like, that's the one thing I respect about Granado is that he, he's not doing, like, listening to that crap. Because that, that is bull. Yeah. That is, that is being incredibly reactionary to, yes, it's unfortunate one place happened in the back of your net. Obviously, you don't want that. But there are so many more things that lead up to plays that happen right in front of your goal. Mm-hmm. Like that, and and that, that's what happens when goals score in front of your net. It's like, oh, my God, like he didn't tie him up. It's like there's so much more stuff that happened in that play before that play happened. Like there needed to be a blown coverage on the top to allow the shot in. There needed to be a really bad rebound by the goaltender. Like there's so many more things, but it's like, oh, that guy didn't tie up his man. It's on him. It's yeah. all his fault. Right. It's just not. And that, no. that I, I just get incredibly frustrated with that. And then finally, I think these this this team without Tage, I just don't understand why Yuri Kulik is in Rochester. I'm, I'm like on week three of this. I should probably put 25 cents in for that because I'm going to say it every week. <laughs> it does not make sense to me why we were playing 11 forwards. Like yeah. we are in the National Hockey League. Play at 12-6, call up Yuri Kulik for, to be the 12th forward, healthy scratch Ryan Johnson. It isn't that hard. This is not that complicated. And this is what I'm Ryan saying. Ryan Johnson, you want a healthy scratch or Eric Johnson? I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. I was going to say, I was like, we were Eric just Johnson. hyping up Ryan Thank Johnson. Thank you for I no appreciate. Way. I actually appreciate you correcting me because that was a mess up on my end. <laughs> that was a complete flaw on my end. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated by this. And then we get, you know, Zach Benson's playing the best out of anyone. He gets eight total minutes of ice time. It's right. Like, it's like, what are we doing Give him here? ice time. Like, what let him play. I thought the whole thing was we play through our mistakes. That's the whole thing I just said of Owen Power. He plays through his mistakes. He makes mistakes, but overall his impact is far superior than the one play messed up. It is comical. The roster the, the, the roster construction has been poor, but the lineup management this year has just been awful. Yeah. And that falls directly on the coach. Well, I looked a couple they of... can't do a power play. No. It's they have Skitter still out there. Joe, Joe, the reason Skitter why can't play on a the power reason play. why they're losing so much is seriously this. One is this. In the last couple of years, the Sabres have actually been really good in penalty differential. Mm-hmm. You know, taking get, drawing more than taking. Right. This year, they are at an alarmingly bad. Like they're they're just taking the worst, penalties left and right. Worst team in the last fifteen years in penalty differential. That's yeah. one thing. So when you're constantly on the PK, that's that's bad. But it's also like when you get power play opportunities, they're just awful. Mm-hmm. They're the worst power play in the league. Or, yeah. or like by a lot of the metrics, they're one of the worst, and I'm just I'm just gonna say they are the worst because I'm 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 a serious fan. I'm just gonna say it. Like it is pathetic, and it's not personnel. It's it is just coaching, and that's that that's what drives me insane. Is that this team should be performing better, much better. And the, the talent they have, the raw talent they have, and the way we've seen them play in the past year. They've played better than they're, they're playing play, right now. There's something off with the team. There's just something off. Like it's it's kind of like the Bills, right? Needs something's to be, off. The team needs to be playing better. It's simple as that. The we talked about the three goalies. Mm-hmm. It is very easy what to do with a defenseman. I'm sorry, like the sixth best defenseman. Put I, Eric, just bench Eric Johnson. Is 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 incredibly easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. And the fact of what they're doing with their fours is just actually comical. Um, and they just refuse. They refuse to do anything difficult. Alrighty. They, they refuse to scratch Eric Johnson. They refuse to maybe sub out a post. So now that he's got a thousand. They refuse to maybe give a Christmas break. They refuse to reward Rosine, or who's now in draft year three, third year from being drafted, and Kulik who are playing well. They refuse to support these players. I'm so they they, they screwed Savoy. I don't even know what that was. Four minutes of play time and he's gone. And like, like, what are we doing here? It's just like, that's ridiculous. It's pathetic. It's, well, the coaching Don Granado. Has done a pretty good job. He has done an awful job this year. Yeah, and he, his his seat should be 
no, it, there's he can't, a fire. He can't sit up. He can't sit. He, he can't sit in the seat. He's got to like he's, sit like this. He's hovering. He's gonna, he's yeah, gonna hover. Yeah, he's hovering because there's a nice little fire lit under. Lava's the, 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 the screw the, the the floor is lava. The seat is lava. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Well, speaking of that, Sabers next three games, four games before we do the pod next Tuesday. Happy Thanksgiving out there to everyone, by the way. Oh, if you're whenever you're listening to this, so we'll have. Uh, Betting on the Bills coming Friday, but we'll talk Sabres next Tuesday. So the Sabres finish this three-game road trip in Washington tomorrow at 7 p.m. against the Capitals. Then Friday, the next home game against the Penguins. The Devils, they travel to New Jersey on the 25th, Saturday, and Monday, they they're they're at the Rangers. My uh, my what's it called? My Patrick Kane prediction is still alive. It is Black Friday. Um, I'm not going to do. Uh, uh, um, a score or record prediction because I feel like every time we do it, it's just like, no, no we're never gonna go. Oh, they're gonna go one three. No, so we're like, always hopeless, hopelessly yeah, optimistic. Yeah, yeah. So I, I will just say I think the player of the week though mm-hmm. will be Alex Tuck. Okay. I listen. I Tucky. I want to agree with you on that. I do, and I think he will be a good player. Thank you. I really do. I think he'll be a proponent for player of the he week. He seems like a good player. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying I, I think he's definitely a candidate for player of the week. I think, personally, Darlene is going to cook. I really do. He's the leader in points, I think. I, I just, think he's uh, just going to continue to extend that lead. So us see with Rasmus. Yeah. Give me Darlene for my player of the week here. You got Tuck. No, he has 15 and 18. J.J. Paterka, 14 and 18. Same thing of Melstat. Yeah. Hey, Middlestat. And Skinner has 14. So let's see a 14. Listen I'm happy with middle stats, so continue that. Keep that going. Um, figure out whatever lull we're in and bench Eric Johnson. That's all I have to say for these next the next week. Yeah, I also think uh, hopefully Dylan Cousins plays a little bit better. 8 points in 16 games, not playing great. I think it's the face shield. Hopefully he gets that off sometime soon. I don't know if he's fa- – I don't know what the injury is, if he has some kind of facial fracture, but um, – it seems like he's just having a tough time seeing the puck out there with that that big 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 face shield on. So hopefully he gets that. Hopefully it's a successful week for the Sabers and um, yeah yeah. I think. I mean, a quick mention, real quick here, fantasy football for two seconds, really quick here, before we wrap up. The punishment league is looking better and better for. Actually, all three of us, including the producer in this room. Producer won the game. Uh, he's what? What's your record? Three and eight? Three and eight? Um, he's, he's getting there. Uh, listen, there, he's that, still in that, that bo- the bottom four right now, six wins is pretty much where the breaking point is. If well, you're, se- seven's officially the breaking point. Seven's right officially the breaking point, but if you have six wins, you're pretty golden. Pretty golden at this point. I'm already clinched at 7-4. Yes, I'm 6 and 5. five. So, so you're pretty much chill as well. Pretty much chill. Um it, we have a we have a possibility of a tie in last place. So that that could be huge. Two teams of 4, one of 3, we'll see. There's Two, a couple there's a one team of 5 as well that could falter. Um so Oh, Jeremy. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. wasn't going to mention it by name, but... I'm oh, sorry. I just <laughs> keep Kirk until I cousins, the team name there. So that's oh, that's God. that's who it is. Uh, um, I'm not going to mention Greg's team name because that would just be egregious. Well, but. Jameer, Jameer <laughs> Gibbs playing big for you. Uh, yeah. Oh, we already said our comment about the, the jerseys last pod. No, we did not. So maybe it was two pods ago. Now, well, know. yeah. I mean, we maybe, we have, uh, maybe we did. Maybe we did. Let's say it again. Anyway, so the 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 new idea is towards the end of the league year, I should say, the season. Um, pet before playoffs, it's going to be whoever has gotten your team to escape visiting Tim Hortons and no free brand deals, by the way. Visiting Tim Hortons <laughs> and um, uh, having to do the punishment. You have to buy their jersey and wear it. And whoever was sent to Tim Hortons will be wearing that jersey. Or multiple people at this point. Or multiple people will be wearing the jersey of the person who single-handedly sent them to Tim Hortons. At this season, when I thought it was over, I would have been buying a Joe Burrow jersey. But turned it around, and then he got injured. So now he's not (laughs) playing anymore, so that's not a worry. Jameer Gibbs will be... Huh, what'd you say? Can you drop him? No, I'm going to. I'm going to pick up a backup quarterback. Yeah, he's done for years. Yeah, so um, anyway... 
So right you, now, are you gonna pick up Tommy DeVito? Maybe, maybe I'll pick up DeVito. Maybe, uh, you know, he's got the chicken cutlets waiting for him at home. You know, nice like, warm bed, bit, nice warmed up. So yeah, made up bed. Uh, no, but anyway, we're gonna just get the jerseys who got us to the playoffs and out of temp- the punishment, and the losers or loser will be getting the jersey of the person who sent them to Tim Hortons. It's like- and while we do the punishment. We should probably wear them. So. Yeah, we'll probably have a team photo. Yeah, uh, league photo. League photo, I should say. League um, photo. So. It's, looking, it's looking like mine will be Christian McCaffrey. Amara St. Brown is making a late push to be that guy, but mm-hmm. I just think McCaffrey has been too good for me all year. Jameer Gibbs, since Montgomery went down with an injury, and even Montgomery coming back, they're splitting, He's a man. He's they're a man. splitting carries. Like they're, they're, they're giving Jameer Gibbs his flowers and letting him play. So I wonder who gave you to him. Yeah, I traded Diggs for DJ Moore and Jameer Gibbs, and they're two of the reasons I won. Win-win trade, man. This week, yeah. So uh, I also have Jalen Warren on the bench. He he's been great in Pittsburgh. I'm switching I'm switching him out with A Chain. So because A Chain went on the field, got off the field with the same knee injury, or maybe reaggravated. It is kind of remarkable how I probably single-handedly helped you not get with Tim Hortons. Yeah, I also helped myself like it where I am too. I, you know, we kind of both like helped each other. Help me ways. help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The well, Buffalonians. That's what out trades are all about, fans people. You're supposed to help your opponent. Yeah, yeah. We got the producer flipping fingers back there. So without yeah. further ado, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian <laughs> podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our producer for everything you do behind the scenes. Really appreciate it. Dom, how do you always end these, buddy? Get back. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.